Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray! Hello! You know, Heisey's is catching on. We got a couple of tweets this week uh, from people who began with Heisey's and then ended with Bysey's. <laughs> By the way, there is no official spelling for it. So if you want to go S or Z, that's your call. Yeah, it's and fine. you can you can do Heisey's H-Y. That's cool too. Yeah, fine, you know. <laughs> let's just, until we can eventually work out the popular spelling, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. we'll apply to get it into the dictionary. Um, I wanted to have a word with you about the fact that I may have hit the big time this week, P. Murray. Oh, what? The fact that you're sitting there looking like a homeless person. <laughs> Head to our Facebook page to have a look at... You really look big time. <laughs> She's wearing... Okay. Uh, my, my, the, my back room is uh, is lovely and spacious, but is a little cool. Yes. And for some reason, you know, women are about 12 degrees cooler than blokes. I don't know why. Um, so, uh, Rach is wearing a blanket. Yes. Two jumpers. Yes. And has a hoodie over her head. Yes. I look kind of like homeless E.T. <laughs> So this week, I uh, started a little blog called The Allergy Kid. Check it out, allergykid.com. Well done. Uh, And I wrote my first post about chlorophyll, which is, of course, the lovely bottle of green stuff that I've been carting around for most of my life. The question that you get asked your entire life is, what's the green stuff? Exactly. Every single day of my life, I get get asked that question. Anyway, (sighs) I don't mean to make you jealous or anything, but the... uh, Good Did people at Grant's Chlorophyll said that they'd be happy to f- send me a few free <laughs> bottles. Oh. So hang on. <laughs> chlorophyll can pay the rent, can it? Yeah, correct. <laughs> I, now, I, I don't want to downplay this because this is a big moment. Okay, Massive. It's a big probably moment. one of the biggest moments in my career. <laughs> how long between posting about Chlorophyll and Grant's responding, mm. how, how fast was that? Oh, the best part of a couple of days. Okay. But so it's somebody's job at Grant's Chlorophyll just to <laughs> randomly sit there saying, is anyone? Want to talk about chlorophyll. If I'm being completely honest, I may have sent them an email. Oh, with the really? <laughs> um, I'm an independent journalist, and I'm doing reviews. Welcome to the world of blogging rorting. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Oh, Rach! Before we get to anything else, oh, yeah. this is the kookiest story of the year. Yes. Tell me, tell me. I have no doubt you're across it as well, but. This is the woman who allegedly was in love with a dolphin. Right? Okay. okay. I You sent me the link to this, but I purposely did not open it because I saw the title and I wanted to learn all about it with you right now. Okay. Now, there is a little documentary that Channel 4 in the UK is going to show. Here is two minutes of it. Okay. At any one point in time, Rach, mm-hmm. just call out stop okay. and we'll talk about what's going on. Okay. Something else was affecting her work with Peter. <laughs> Peter's the dolphin. Of course. <laughs> Sexual urges. I'm sure Peter had plenty of thoughts along those lines. Mm-hmm. Peter liked to be with me. Oh he would rub himself on my knee or oh. my foot or my hand or oh. whatever, and I, and I allowed that. I didn't. I wasn't uncomfortable with that. What? Dirty little dolphin. <laughs> what a dirty little dolphin. We continue. As long as it wasn't too rough. <laughs> Peter had caused Margaret some. Minor injuries on her legs and stuff, and pushing like an obsessed suitor. <laughs> this is a dolphin who's just like pushing, going, Come on, I'm liking what you've got. Oh my god, I just can't believe that they're talking about it seriously. Continue. I love the music, wonderful. 
It's a proper documentary. I know, and it really offsets the fact that he's essentially molesting this poor woman. ...was to relieve his desires herself manually. Oh, no. No, all right, I've hit my threshold now. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry, but you've seriously got to have a career change when you're wanking a dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? Only halfway through the story. (laughs) It was just easier to incorporate that and and let it happen. What? Uh, precious, it was very gentle. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Peter was right there. He knew that I was right there. Again, it was sexual on his part. It was not sexual on mine. Sensuous, perhaps. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's not sensuous to pull off a dolphin. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my God. I have to see this in full. Okay, well, there's a bit more. Okay. It would just become part of what was going on. Like an itch, just get rid of it. We'll scratch it, and we'll be done. Move on, and and that's really all it was. <laughs> I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter. You thought your job was shit. Follow <laughs> <laughs> the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I have a problem with people who are overtly sexual. You know, they see those, I think it's women in particular. I mean, men can be quite sexually aggressive, but you know, when you see those women who just are so obviously trying to get a bloke's attention. Yeah, but also it's just too much. Like everything is too much. So it's like, if like me, you're married, you're not interested for the record, and uh, you, you, you you know, you look Mm -hmm. and go, that's interesting. But it's just, it's all peacock. It's It's all look at this. Yeah, and it's all available. It's so available, Mm. you know. I mean, you don't even have to, you don't even have to get the scoop out to get the nuts. Yeah, the fish has already jumped into the boat (laughs) and is whacking itself with the oar. Exactly. So I'm in yoga class uh, with my delightful Russian instructor uh, with the accent that not a soul can understand. You really touch your <laughs> Exactly. I actually heard in the middle of a downward dog one of the people in the class burst out laughing because they just could not understand anything he was saying. But he's an attractive man, you know. He's, like, very built. He's very toned. And so there was this one woman there. Now, my sort of general approach, if I like a person, I go, okay, I'm going to... Get to know them, but I'm pretty. I'm not shy, but I'm pretty shy about putting that part of myself. But let's forward. be honest. Yeah, it's not like it's like you turn up with a skivvy on one day, and the next <laughs> you just wear your bra. Like you know, some of those sheilas who are just like, well, yeah. if I just show them a little <laughs> yes. bit of decolletage. Exactly, and I am. You know, if Which I. Is- Awesome. If I see a cute boy or if I saw a cute boy back pre plus one days Good girl. at the fruit and veg shop and I, you know, and we sort of caught eyes over the cantaloupes, then <laughs> I, not my cantaloupes. <laughs> but I would sort of struggle to look back because I, I find like even just the eye contact yeah, yeah, too much, you know. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to force myself on him from the other side of the room <laughs> by looking at him. But the thing is, you you have you've always had this about you, which is that you 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 have a shy hotness about you. This is the strange thing is, is that when you're interested, yes. it's like you look up and and it's like I'm very shy. I'm geez, shy I hope with he, that. I hope he noticed me, exactly. but I really hope he didn't notice me. Exactly, I'm shy with that kind of stuff. But in the yoga class, this girl was just. 
so overt. Like, you know, the teacher walks around the class and sort of adjusts, adjusts people and things. Now, you know, but you always avert your eyes, even if you're up there in Warrior 2 or whatever, and he walks right <laughs> at eye level. You know, you always just sort of find a piece of space to stare into. Now, this woman was just staring at him every time he walked around the room, like making eye contact. You know, he'd sort of look at her in her pose and she's like staring right into his oh. eyes and you know every time he comes up and adjusts you know you keep she's your... pouring milk on herself <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not this is not you know pasteurized <laughs> yoga it's bikram yoga hit the guys up on the paul and rach facebook page rach yeah. did you uh, notice a little something special when you uh, arrived at my house today oh shit did you notice something in the uh, driveway Oh, your car? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's up and running, baby doll. It's registered, everything and all the rest. The 1983 Commodore SLE. My bogan journey is complete. So as somebody last uh, last week of the week before we talked about how you love to drive, you mm. love a driving trip, have you, now this is another element because this is driving in a vehicle that has like a, you know, a nostalgia, mm. a smell, a sort of frisson. Do you, are you driving it a lot now that it's roadworthy? Haven't driven my other car. <laughs> Right. Haven't, haven't touched it all week. Yep. And you know what? I don't care if I've had to fill it up three times this week. <laughs> I don't care that when I'm driving it, I can smell petrol. <laughs> the, there's clearly an exhaust leak inside the car. Okay. I don't care about none of this. Okay. Are you aware, are you sort of finding out as time goes by that it probably wasn't the most smart of financial purchases? Not saying that <laughs> yet. <laughs> Because but I, I am coming up against the reality that is a kid who wants a toy all year yeah. gets to their birthday, gets it, and then it's awesome fun. Mm-hmm. And then there's just you start to notice the things that aren't awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my brother-in-law Danny's done a great job getting it up roadworthy. It's great. It's fast. It's loud. It's all of those things. Yeah. But you do completely forget that the world has moved on and have put safety features in them, yes. have put you know a, a ceiling of sound and air conditioning, yes. and when it rains, it doesn't fall on you. Yeah. So these are all the things that one forgets mm-hmm. about the quote-unquote classic car. Yeah. I think most people, when they look, think... Oh, that poor man! He's still yes. driving that car from 1983. <laughs> like, there's no like, it, so it doesn't quite have the. Yes, geez, how good's he going? It sort of reminds me of you know, even though I know I'm about to like blaspheme here, but it sort of reminds me of my. 1986 Toyota Corolla. You know what? You're not entirely correct. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing is, is that lovely Sean, who has hated this purchase mm-hmm. through the whole thing, because understandably, there's probably shoes we could have spent this money on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We could, you know, this table that we've currently yes. got, it's a perfectly good table. Yeah. Probably could have <laughs> that off and got a new one <laughs> yeah. instead of me getting around in an old car. But mm-hmm. she's, she's been very patient through it all and she's, she's cool with it. But her view was that it was just like, it just looks so bogan. It looks yeah. so bogan. You know, the only thing is like, you know, obviously you've bought this car, you love it. It's, there's a sense of nostalgia. At least the fact that you are driving around in a car with a tape deck is because, you know, <laughs> it is a part of a car you're nostalgic about. The car I currently drive has a tape deck hey. and a Tracy Chapman tape in it. <laughs> hey, but you're getting free chlorophyll. <laughs> oh, that's true. So you're, hey. I know. Which I one know. of us is rolling in it? <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au.
Thank you for putting Tracy Chapman in my head now, too, oh, darling. Oh, seriously. That was... got to do, we've got to do a little sing-along. Oh, now, okay, so. let's All right, do you it. keep going, yeah. Oh, this is going to be interesting, which one you... Can I ask you a question, even though it's not the questions for Paulie's segment, while you're just firing this up? What the f*** does Lara Bingle do? Oh, well, apart from post photos. That's all she does. How can anybody make a living from posting what, photos? What, hang on, by the way, if this isn't a pop culture segment, I don't <gasps> know. Oh, God, no. Now, while you find the Tracy Chapman song, I have to find the pop culture intro. Do you just want to sing pop, pop culture? No, I want to do this properly. Okay. <laughs> culture. 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 <laughs> Enough. Enough I'm going to play the wanky you, of the dolphin. You will think twice about ever asking me for that again. Sorry. Seriously, what does she do with what? her life? She is honestly on holidays all the time yeah, with yeah. Sam Worthington, posting photos from planes and stuff, but she's making a fair crack of coin. Yeah, but what was with the, the milk photo? Oh, was it milk or was it salt on her face? Was it just that... looked ridi- like, like It looked ridiculous. Mm. It looked... Way over sexual. Yeah. And like, come on. But please. there's so many of those kind of photos. There was, you know, ones where she's nude in mm. the bed and ones where it's just like a photo down her top and ones of the... Like, How do I you feel about the, about the, the, oh. the, the head photo down? Like, if you're wearing a bikini... Nah. Just for everyone listening at home, I'm doing the move. <laughs> where you lean back and you take a photo across nah. the boards, down the flat and... I just think that is so narcissistic. Mm. I cannot imagine any kind of situation in any kind of reality where I would put a photo, a camera up and take a photo of myself like that and post it anywhere. And I've got mates of mine who've put it up as profile pics. What? Yeah. Like down the top profile pics. And you just think, I mean, how can you not have the ability to levitate and look down and go... I reckon that might look a bit wanky to some well, people. Well, the thing is, is that the photos always, like, for half a second look sexy, and then there's the part of me that goes, why would you take this? Yes, exactly. I don't understand. There's a part of it that's like, yeah, your body looks awesome, but if it was in a, you know, Zoo Weekly or a picture magazine or something, I'd you go, would look oh, down on those people. What do you like, mean? No, 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 what I'm saying. Like, the people who take those photos yeah, yeah. would probably think that homegirls or something like exactly. that, oh, why would you do that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> admittedly. You're not getting 50 bucks yeah, for and this. And they're not wearing any clothes. <laughs> yeah. And they have to tell a made-up story about how much they love yeah, it. Yeah, and often they got too much bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I just found a Tracy Chapman song. Oh, good. <laughs> It's true, though, don't you reckon? I don't disagree at all. <laughs> Sometimes. But this is one of those areas where if I offer any opinion whatsoever... <laughs> yeah. Tony Abbott winking his misogynist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, let me take the reins on this one. There's nothing wrong with Bush, don't get me wrong, but it just shouldn't go down your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. There has to be an urban area... <laughs> yes. ...and a rural area. <laughs> Listening to Paul and Rach. Okay, sing along time, Rach. Okay, let's do it. Which one have you chosen? This will be the big question. Oh, I don't miss it. Oh, You have just gotten an insight to what Paul and I do all the time. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. 
I think this is something that you might be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. I have a difficulty. Morbid obesity. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a difficulty with serving sizes. Oh yes. I t- believe that uh, serving sizes are whatever the size what you bought is. So yes. if I buy a family bag of chips, that is the serving size. <laughs> if I buy a family pizza. That is the serving size. Yes. I cannot, you know, I made a cake. I did a bit of a recipe test with a, you know, chocolate cake. Now, if I hadn't have given the cake to my roommates, mm. would have been the serving size. Yeah. <laughs> like, you I, loved it? I just loved it, but yeah. I can't stop myself. When I'm in something Correct. like the corn chips the other night, oh. we were recording at Trev's studio, and he bought me bean and rice chips. Now, they were not a, you know, mini pack, a 12-pack. Mm. They were for sharing. Well, no. I'm with you. See, this is the whole thing. Whenever I have had a packet of chips, um, I honestly don't remember when I had the little pack. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not the little 12-pack. I'm saying, you know, there's yeah. two sizes when you walk into the service. Yeah, station. there's a family size and a little I'm size. I'm always to the family size. And I think to myself, what kind of family are you feeding with that? Like, yeah, that's... Correct. I'm smashing that easy. What are you putting off <laughs> by eating this? <laughs> I just cannot stop myself... Yeah. There is absolutely no willpower in my mind to go, oh, I'll get one of those. Like, I don't have any of those ties in my house, you know, that my mum used to always have the little the little twisty ties mm. because I've never closed <laughs> a bag of anything. Yeah, wow. You know, wow. I just, if I've, if I've opened it, yeah. it's getting done. Okay, now I don't want anyone to take this out of context, but can you just repeat after me about food here, okay? I'm Rachel Corbett. <laughs> I'm Rachel Corbett. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. How much do you reckon is too much? And I know this is a piece of a string question, mm. but how much do you think is too much for a piece of memorabilia? So if, if it was just, say, something like a pen that a real-life American president had used... How much do you think is too much for is something Is that a like hypothetical, that? accurate yeah, write-on? I'm looking at an <laughs> okay. actual product. Okay, a pen that an ex-president... Uh, okay, if we're talking Abraham Lincoln, we are talking Abraham no, no, Lincoln. No, 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 no. No, no, no. But if we're talking Abraham Lincoln, I could imagine that your Abraham Lincoln-style pen would be something... I reckon it'd go for a meal. Okay, you, very good call. Well, a Lyndon Baines Johnson... Pen. Now, this is the bloke who uh, you know, did the Civil Rights Act and so much more uh, in the States, the bloke who took over after Kennedy after something happened to him. Yeah. Uh, it is for sale for $3,899. Okay, yeah. Now, here's my question. Mm. If you were just a fan of Americana, mm. now, I'm not planning on buying this pen. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going through you as if it's <laughs> dinner table. Right. And right now I'm arguing with my wife. So, do you think... <laughs> no, but also, now that you've mentioned it on the podcast, it's a tax deduction. <laughs> well, I don't want anyone else to this thing. <laughs> but okay, would, if, if, if you saw mm-hmm. a former president's pen hanging in somebody's house, would you think, awesome, my goodness me, an artifact? Or do you think kind of douche? Well, the thing about something like that is it requires so much setup and explanation. Now, a football jersey signed by an entire team, that hanging in your man cave is immediately recognisable. The pen that once belonged to Lyndon Johnson or whatever, up on the wall, requires you to erect a plaque that says this is the pen that, you know, signed the Civil Rights Movement or whatever. Um, and I just, and I always think 
that those kind of bits of memorabilia, sometimes people like them and they like to hang on to them for their own personal reasons. But if you want to put it on a display, on mm. display, then you become one of those douchebags mm. who every time somebody comes over to the house, <clears throat> I think you'll find uh, over there, you'll notice yeah. a pen I purchased, <laughs> yeah. which once belonged to an American president. And yeah. you just think, I don't want to come over but and also, get a tour every time. But also, it's overtly not a gift. There's, yeah. no, there's no connection between you and a dead president. Yes. So you've bought it. It's the same as those people who, you know, buy old baggy green caps or something. And it's, like, it's nice to have, but mm. you can't pretend it's yours. But here's an idea, a yeah. business idea, Ooh. that I think Rachel and I could get involved okay, in. Okay, let's you touched on it. Yeah. Rachel and I would like to offer ourselves to do audio tours of your house. <laughs> so imagine we yes. just go around, we'll put some dots everywhere and we'll tell the stories of things in your house. That so, is great. This isn't a real business. But imagine, <laughs> imagine that if you were walking around, so therefore you would no longer have to explain to anyone mm-hmm. what that means and that means. They just walk around with a little <laughs> audio headset. Do you know what? If you want us to do an audio tour of your house, can you just click like three or four photos? It doesn't have to be many. Yeah, we'll do and email you. them to us at paulandrach.com.au. Head to our email contact page. And and we'll if we get any through, yeah. we'll do an audio guide, post the photos up, and then you can all play <laughs> along at home. I think this is a brilliant idea, Pimo. It's You've e- really cracked onto something. It's excellent. The following photos will result in you being banned from the page. Your toilet. <laughs> or your toilet parts. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. I have a question for you, Pauline. Mm-hmm. Um, how in God... That used to be a whole segment. I know it did. And now it's just been bumped down to a question <laughs> when I have them. <laughs> I used to have a lot of questions. Now I have less. I don't know what that means about me. But my question today... Because you have a boyfriend now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure it's questions for plus one. Do my... you? Will we? Do have you love you? me? What's going on? <laughs> Why do you cry? Oh, plus one. <laughs> I love when you get... That, that, that's, I, that's the guilty giggle. If only he could see me right now in my hoodie and blanket looking like a homeless woman. I'm marriage material. <laughs> <laughs> but see, it's early enough that he still has to go, oh, no, this is how I love you. Exactly. I just want you at your worst. Bullshit. <laughs> Absolute bullshit. He tells me that he, lo- oh, he yeah, loves me most in my PJs. Okay, blokes, we all know. <laughs> and I've been with the same Sheila since year 11 at school, okay? <laughs> I'm across how this works. I wondered, uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with love and relationships. How are foam shops still in business? Good point. <laughs> so you're saying the Clark Rubbers, the this Clark sort of thing. Rubbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one uh, sort of near me and you look in and the thing about it is, a, I don't know who's going into the foam shops and buying foam for things, you know, and they say you can buy a three-fold mattress in a bag. Well, okay, maybe you're doing a lot of camping, whatever, but I can't imagine that there's enough foot traffic yeah. to really keep it in business. But the other thing I notice about the foam shop is that there's absolutely no effort put into merchandising. Oh, yeah, it's just, well, because <laughs> they know that the uh, that the foam people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not about the showbiz. No. In other shops, it's about, mate, can I get some foam? Exactly. Sure, there's a bit over there. But they don't 
even, I mean, the the place that I drove past the other day had all of the merch sort of squashed up against the window so you could see in, but it was just mattresses and bits of foam still in plastic bags thrown up into a pile against a wall. So it's got that kind of, you know, $2.50 bargain bin yeah. at the clothes shop idea about it where you sort of rummage through it. But I just think surely in a business where I can't imagine they would be doing great business, you got to jazz things up okay. a bit. Is there a chance that it's not actually a shop and it's a drug lab and you just noticed foam <laughs> in the window? <laughs> Perhaps. That is probably, in fact, I think that that's probably a more realistic Because idea. I don't even think you'd have to put a lock on the door if you said <laughs> foam shop. Nobody would be bothering you. Nobody would be bothering you. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Oh, Rach, I'm getting my culture on. Culture Ooh. at the moment. Well, oh. oh, wait, your Sydney Film Festival. Oh, I've got the beret. Oh. I've got the, the hipster glasses. Okay, this is where I envy you because you always get ahead of the curve and buy the, the sort of 10 or 20 pass and then you go and you look through all the things and you go and you pick films. Now, my big thing with the Film Festival that I always... I can't be bothered doing it. I just there's too many. Correct. And I don't know how to go through it all. I don't have the time to go through and read synopsises of everything. The greatest thing that I ever did was back when you and I were doing the radio show and I was doing the video podcast for the yeah. Sydney Film Festival. So they just used to tell me to come down to watch whatever films I was interviewing people on, which was great because I saw a whole bunch of things I never would have chosen yeah. and ended up seeing some of the best films. And that year we went, we saw Joan Rivers', Joan Rivers. film. And we were inspired to go and talk to her. Exactly. Then we found her and and got an interview with her. But, I mean, what, do you have a process? Is this a sort of all-day experience for you and Shani to sit down and work out the program? Well, in fact, I can, I can do better than that. Uh, uh, Shani uh, is not going to appear on the podcast, mm-hmm. but... SK, could you please bring the Excel spreadsheet from oh, the no. Sydney Film Festival into the podcast studio, please? No. <laughs> you don't have to say anything on the podcast. No. Who goes through all the synopsis? Well, what we synopsi. do is synopsis. Well, no, what we do is we uh, we sit down and we get we get yep. like a thirty pass. That means fifteen films each. Yeah. So basically, you just sit and because you've got fifteen to fill, there's the five that you're really into, mm. and then you know you fill the hole with this, 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 and this, and then right. you check what's the crossover. And but don't you? But to get to those five that you really want to see, don't you have to read the whole brochure and find out exactly what's going on? That's the bit that I find like a struggle. It's like reading, trying to read a novel in a day okay here we go thank you sean <laughs> so she sent me the email and now i'm sending it to you okay Okay. all right so this is it this is the the, the first one is the oh which films i like which film sean likes wow and and so who is in charge of whittling it down you both so you both have our selections yeah and then open document two means when you make choices you can see whether it starts to clash and slowly but surely through a process of elimination negotiation and, yeah, okay, I'll see that one. No, I won't see that one. I really want to see that one. You end up putting together a festival program of 15 films in two weekends. Wow. I am impressed. Thank you. I did nothing. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Oh, but there's one thing I wanted to tell you about the actual experience of Ooh. going to Le Festival. Yes, please do. As you know, some people can get a little uptight. Mm-hmm. There was a woman who turned around and gave me a good old-fashioned shushin oh. because when I was watching a movie which is called The Rover, that sort of new Australian one from the bloke who made Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. I was tapping my foot along with the music and she's turned around and gone, I'm not here to listen to you play the music. Oh. Turn back. 
And as you know, P. Murray does not play well with these people. P. Murray doesn't like to be shushed. Yeah, so I was pretty simple. I just put my foot up between the seats, between the seats, and I just sort of kept niggling her in the side of her back all the time. Just for a solid two hours, she turns around and she goes, Are you you right? Yep. Oh, you did not. Bugger her. But a friend of mine, this is my favourite though, my mm-hmm. friend of mine who's a subscriber, um, last year mm-hmm. there was a woman who was blowing up because, you know, her jaffers were too loud. She yeah. turned around and said to her, I'll f- off and take your hormone pills, love. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of old crankies oh, there. Oh, my God. When you walk into the Sydney Film Festival, it is like walking into just a wall of menopause. Well, yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's 5.1 surround menopause. <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Why are they making a new Star Wars? <laughs> and why is Harrison Ford in it when he's old? Yeah, well, uh, because they can. I mean, the, the real, the proper reason. Yeah. Proper reason was Disney, who own all the Marvel movies. Yes. They bought off George Lucas all the Star Wars movies. Yep. And guess how you can make more money out of the six existing Star Wars movies? Make more. Three more. Yeah. The three more will be focused 30 years after Return of the Jedi. Of course they will, because nobody's going to believe that Harrison Ford (laughs) is less than 70. (laughs) And and apparently one of the storylines of this is that that, uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia have punched out a couple of kids. And one of the kids is a goodie, one of the kids is a baddie. So he's playing dad Han Solo. But he's living up to granddad Han Solo. Yeah. Because what did he do? He he got stuck in a door or something? Well, he's injured his foot or something while he was um, filming. I don't know. I haven't read anything more than the Harrison Ford injured in Star Wars. I thought, no shit, he's decrepit. (laughs) Yeah, correct. He's He's an old man. And also, Mark Hamill, fat. Carrie Fisher. Which one's Mark Hamill? uh, Luke. Luke, oh, who's now? Yeah. Well, just, just, just type in, type into your thing, and just go uh, okay. Mark Hamill, two thousand fourteen. Ooh, that ain't the young Luke. Dear me, that is a battered, like, like literally. Ooh. his skin is worse than Yoda's. Ooh. Don't you reckon? Yeah, he he maybe the maybe he's going to play uh, Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> Jabba after a little bit of personal training, yeah. like not a lot, just a little bit. So you can just see, like it's enough to be polite. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, Jabba! Jabba, you're taking Sh- care of yourself. Jabba, look at you. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au. Roach, a bit of Twitter etiquette here worth talking about. Mm-hmm. I am bored witless, witless, mm. with people who live tweet events. Oh, so yes. say news people who talk about question time all mm-hmm. day, every day, mm-hmm. or people who all day, every day about a sporting event. If I care enough about any event that I want second-by-second second update, I'm watching it. <laughs> Is this a way of people feeling that somehow... Uh, watching is working because it's garbage and yeah. it does more f***ing heavy. Is it ha- I can imagine it's happening a lot now with the World Cup. Oh, God. <laughs> the World Cup. Can we just get into this? I am going to remain steadfast here. Mm. That occasionally I may watch it out of just, yeah, it's what's on. But I am not changing my life for it. Yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. I genuinely had no idea that it had even kicked off. Mm. At risk of sounding like you know, the old bores. And look, mm. please don't unsubscribe because you think that this podcast is turning into Radio National. We're still doing <laughs> Rage Reads a Porno. Yeah. Okay? Relax. Yeah. But the more and more one just pays a little bit of attention to how crook 
FIFA is oh, and yeah. all of that. Mm. And that John Oliver thing that everyone uh, saw this week, which was just brilliant. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. We'll whack it up on the Facebook page. It is just, it tears apart that basically, here's some of the stuff that FIFA does, right? FIFA demands that you have to have lots and lots of stadiums for lots and lots of games. Okay. So in Brazil, they built a stadium for about $150 million. Might have even been $200 million, uh-huh. And the only way they could get the materials to the small country town where it's been built was to float them up the Amazon River. Right. Okay. And it's for four games. What are they going to do with that after four games? But also, despite the fact that the people of Brazil build all of the stadiums, the tickets and the profits of it go back to FIFA, which is a non-profit with a billion dollars in the bank for, quote, contingencies. No. I don't know what rainy day. Are they expecting to build Noah's Ark with the rainy day they're getting ready for? How do they not get any? Why would you even put your hand up to have the World Cup? But how's this? Is that, well, you put it up because, you know, it's the prestige and the love of football. It brings people to the country. But you sign deals where FIFA won't pay any tax, no income tax, nothing. So you pay for all the building, we'll take all the profit. And FIFA at this World Cup in Brazil, people were dying because they sold alcohol at the the footy games, Mm. right? Budweiser is a massive sponsor of the World Cup. And what did FIFA do? They passed a law in Brazil that for one month they can sell beer, that is Budweiser, at football matches. So this is my thing. I'll I'll care when Australia or England play, but other than that, leave me out of it. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Just before we get to uh, Rachel's story time, I just wanted to say something, and I don't know if this is going to be offensive. You might even be a close personal friend of hers. I don't know if I'm going to upset a lot of people by saying this, but apparently Lisa McEwen has a sex tape, and I don't want to see it. Well, funny <laughs> you say that. Funny you say that. She is not a friend of mine, but I find it kind of sexy. Oh, no, really? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because she was Maggie Doyle or whatever in mm. Blue Heelers, so maybe mm. it's sort of the the police fantasy thing. Mm. But, you know, when she was in, what was that, the, the, the potato famine or something, oh. the Bryce Courtney book or whatever, oh. and she was uh, she was a bit Nicky New in that. And look, there's something, she's a bit thin and whatever, but something about this means I might have a peak. Really? I might have a peak. See, the thing about her is I've always found that she's she holds herself together quite well, but she doesn't, see, she doesn't ooze sort of sexuality to mm. me. And then there was a bit of sort of behind the scenes, you know, when she was caught canoodling with her co-host from South Pacific or whatever, and yeah. they were caught sort of having a pasho in Melbourne. And I saw, I noticed a little bit of like sexual fire there. And yeah. I was like, oh, here's a woman that's, you know, I just, I, I really don't want to see a sex tape. I just don't think... What, because you think she'll break out in song halfway through? (laughs) (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. So, Rach's story time. It's where we end the podcast each and every week. This is where uh, Rach reads a story from Picture Magazine. Yes, I do. My lovely wife is here uh, in our house. Now, uh, the deal is... She hates being on the podcast. Yeah, and her voice, (laughs) therefore, will not appear. But I will beep her voice and we will react to it. Shani... What's the code word that Rach should use today to replace all the dirty bits in Rach reads a or Rach's story time? Monopoly. 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 That's a good one. Monopoly. Well done. Oh, by the way, Shani, uh, it will be. Yeah, I just realised what's on my computer. Lisa Machine. Uh, Lisa McCune. Lisa McCune. Rake sexy. <laughs> right. Brilliant. <laughs>
Okay, it's time for Rachel's story time. Do you want to be here to witness this, Charlie? Oh yeah. Okay. Today's story is called Mother Monopoly. <laughs> it's always good when there's a dirty word in the title. I already hate this story, and I've only just seen the first line. Oh, this is going to be one of those that I'm just mortified about. Look at Sean when you read this. No, this is awful <laughs> because this is one of these horrible relationships. With Sarah pregnant, I'd been going through a drought oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> to the point where I had to take matters into my own hands. When she was out one day, I jumped on the computer, logged on to a couple of popular porn sites. All was going well and I was happily monopolying away <laughs> till I heard three little words that shocked the monopoly out of me. Oh, my God! It was Sarah's mum, Katrina, and she busted me monopolying off. Oh. I thought she'd hit me, but it turns out her monopoly urges were as strong no, as mine. No, no, get out of it. After a few moments of silence, she murmured, I know how to fix this. Just don't tell anyone. (laughs) She so didn't. Katrina walked over and monopolied to her monopolies and began monopolying my monopoly. At 50, she was an absolute pro. And I sat and watched as she monopolied my monopoly and monopolied my monopolies. She removed her clothing, lay on the floor and monopolied before popping her head up to ask, what are you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) I leapt out of my chair and... Monopoly, 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 and boy, oh, yep, okay, can't do any of that. <laughs> she was Monopoly, and I could hardly contain my excitement. I monopolied a Monopoly. Oh, oh into no. I want to read this myself. <laughs> she went wild, monopolying almost immediately. Next, I. Oh, monopolied my monopoly. Oh, in with one proud monopoly. I went straight for her monopoly and couldn't believe I was monopolying Sarah's mum oh. of the monopoly and oh. she loved it. Oh, stop it. I monopolied her monopoly one last time and monopolied my monopoly. I reckon mother-in-laws are great. Oh. <laughs> oh, You're listening to Paul and Rach.